B'Shem Hashem, Na'aseh V'Nasliach. Today's uh, recording of the daf for the Har Lebanon, Ove Torah Daf Yomi Shi'ur, is Le'ilui Nishmat Baruch Ben Carol. Uh, sponsored by Mr. Kalman Pidnik and Mr. Rafael Siton. Baruch Hashem Le'olam, Amen Ve'Amen. We are about to embark on our seventh pedic of Daf Yomi, the pedic called Shlosha She'echlu, three who ate. Uh, as we start, um, I'd like to, before we start, give an introduction to the laws of Ma'asir. Now the halakha is that when a person has, you know, you'll be able to look at this chart afterwards, for those who are not here, for those who are here, you can look at it right now. Uh, every person who has a field in Eretz sale needs to separate certain types of percentages for different people. So the first thing you do, we're going to go through each one. The first thing you do is you separate something called Tiruma. That's separated, it's about 2% on, on average, and it's given to the Kohen. Now it's eaten by the Kohen as well. No one else besides the Kohen can eat Tiruma. That's called Tiruma Gedola. Then... There's something called Maaser Rishon. Maaser Rishon is 9.8% of the entire field. has to be given to the Levi. However, it is not only eaten by the Levi. Tirumah is only eaten by the Kohen. This can be eaten by anyone. It has to be given to the Levi. But the Levi could give it to anyone he wants. If he wants, he could give, the, he could give some of the food to uh, Israel. Israel could eat Maaser Rishon. It's not holy per se. It just has to be given to the Levi. Once the Levi has it, anyone could eat it. Then there's the 8.82% of the whole field, which is either Maaser Shani some, in some years, or some years it's called Maaser Ani. In the years where it's called Maaser Shani, we eat it in Yushalayim. Any Jew could eat it as long as he eats in Yushalayim. If it's Maaser Ani, you have to give it to a poor person, and in those years, anyone could eat it, which means that Ani is not the only one who could eat the food. Anyone could eat the food. It's Maaser Ani, but anyone could eat the food. Now on the bottom you see we have in green we have 2% of the Tirumah, which is 2%. So it's 2% of 2%. We call that Tirumat Ma'asir. Okay? And it's given from the Ma'asir Rishon. So Ma'asir Rishon, which is given to Levi, is 9.8%. Of that 9.8%, it's called Tirumat Ma'asir. Sorry, 2% of the 9.8%. 2% of the 9.8% is called Tirumat Ma'asir. And that is given to the Kohen, and it also must be eaten only by the Kohen, just like Tirumah as well. That's called Tirumat Maser. Anyone who did not separate any of these things, their food is Tevel. Tevel means that it's Asur to eat. Okay? And a person who eats it is in very, very big trouble. In the olden days, there were some people who were very, very careful about Tirumah, but less careful about other things. Okay? That they called Demai. We're not careful with some things, but not others. Let's see now, and we'll start the Mishnah and see what's going on. Yes. So now, we say the Mishnah, If three people ate together as one, to make zimun. Obviously, if the three people eat together, they can't get up without making zimun. If they didn't eat regular food, they ate demai. Demai, we said before, was food that we're not positive that, that they separated Tinumah from, everything from. Um, 
They're eating Maaser Yishon and they took off Tirumat Maaser from it. Maaser Shini, they're eating Maaser Shini. Or they're eating Hekdesh or Maaser Shini, Shinifdu, but they redeemed it and now Maaser Shini, Halakha is, has to be eaten in Yerushalayim. But if you redeem it and you switch it to the money, you can eat the food here. So once it's redeemed, you can eat the food here and the money has to be taken to Yerushalayim and used to buy new food. Okay, so once you redeemed it, that food is edible. Or if you have a waiter, a Jewish waiter, who ate a kazait, Vakuti, or uh, Kuti, we'll soon see that this is a certain type of uh, converted goy, who there was a question whether or not they were good converts. At this point, the Mishnah thinks that they are good converts. A convert. You could use all these guys for Zimun. So if you have two people and one guy ate Demai, or two people and one guy ate Maser Shini they took Tirumah from, or they ate Maser Shini that was redeemed, or Hektesh that was redeemed, or you have two guys plus a waiter, a Jewish waiter who ate a Kazayit, or two guys in a Kuti, you could allow to make Zimun with them. Achal Tevel, what if he ate Tevel? Tevel means he ate food that he did not separate Tirumah from. Or or you ate which is the 9.8%, that you didn't take away 2% from that, which we said is Tumat Maser. Or eating and Hektesh outside Yushalayim, which was not redeemed, or Hektesh, if you didn't redeem, you're not allowed to eat it anywhere. You with me? Mm-hmm. If you have a waiter who ate with the people who are eating, but he ate less than a kazayit, so it's not enough to make a mazon. Or if you have a goy eating with the Jews, and you cannot use them for zimun. Now, nashim, woman, abadim, slaves. When we say slaves over here, we mean evid, not evidently. Ktanim, and children. And mizamnin alehem, you cannot use them for zimun. Ad kavam mizamnin. Up to how much do you have to eat in order to be able to say zimun? Says the Gemara. Ad kezayit, you have to eat at least a kezayit in order to be yoseh. And make zimun, or brikat mazon for that matter. Here we down, man, ad kibetzai. But that says no, ad kibetzai. Okay, so that's the Mishnah, very simple Mishnah, giving you the outline of this Chiyuv of Zimun. The Gemara starts off with the question, Where are these words from? Now, what question is that? Where is what from? So the, the Rashi explains, Who told you that three people are fit to make Zimun? How do we know that? Who told you that three is the number for Zimun? Says the Gemara. Amar of Aseh. The means, let's praise Hashem with me, and we'll uplift His name together. Now, Gadilu is plural. I'm telling, telling the two of you, let's make Hashem great, iti with me. So two plus one equals three. According to Aseh, that's the source for Zimun. Rabbi Abhu says, he's got another reason. According to Rabbi Abhu says, Mihacha. It says, Kishem Hashem Ekra, I will call out in the name of God, Havu Godel, let's give greatness to Hashem. Now, Habu is plural. So I'm telling you, I'm calling out to Hashem, and Habu, I'm talking to the two of you. That sounds like if you have three people, you have to give greatness to Hashem, and making a Zimun 
is really giving greatness to Hashem. So this is the Gemara further. Amar Reb Chanan Bar Abba. Another explanation for the Pasuk. Minayin le'one amen. How do we know that when one answers amen, shlo yagbiya kolo yoter mevarech. He should not raise his voice louder than the one who made the belacha. Sometimes you see a guy says, Baruch atah Hashem, Elkin ha'melech ha'onam sh'akol ne'vedro. And the guy goes, Amen! Oh, that's wrong. How do you know it's wrong? Shine'emar, Gadilu Hashem iti. Let's make Hashem great with me. Together, together, Yani, in the same tone of voice, not louder. Amar Bishimon ben Pazi, similar to that, we have another statement about the, vo- the decibel levels of the voices when talking. Amar Bishimon ben Pazi, How do we know that when you have a, a translator of the Torah reading in the olden days, while they did Kriyat Torah and Shul, they would have a translator come and translate into Aramaic? How do we know that the translator of the parasha is Asul He can't raise his voice louder than the guy who's reading the Torah in Hebrew. Shnei Martin says in the biblical verse, Moshe Yidaber, Moshe was talking, and God was responding with a voice. The Torah doesn't say Bakol. Of course Hashem answered with a voice. How else does he answer? So why does it say Bakol if it's not necessary? says, no, Bakoloshel Moshe. Hashem who was answering, he didn't answer in his own powerful voice. He answered equal to the voice of Moshe Rabbeinu. And that's how we know that you can't raise your voice when you're doing the Torah louder than the person reading the Torah. Tanya Namiach, you also see in the Brayta, a similar ruling to this thing of Rosh Hashem Pazi. And, if he can't raise his voice to the, to the level of the reader, he should lower his, then the reader should lower his voice to the metargem, and they should read, but no matter what, they always have to read the same thing. Really, the translator is supposed to do it at the voice of the reader. But if it's too loud for him, then the reader has to lower his voice to read the metargem. Okay. We are now at the two dots on the bottom of Daf Mem Hayamudalf. Itmar, the Gemara is now going to discuss. We understand the Mishnah says that three people must make zimun. But if I have two people, can two people make zimun? Or maybe they can't. Or maybe they can and just three people have to. And two people don't have to, but they could. That's the Gemara's question. Itmar, it was learned. Shnaim shachlu keachat. If two people ate bread together, pligi ba rav rabbi yochanan. It's machlok between rav and rabbi yochanan. Chad Amar, one of them says, imratul zamen mezamnim. If they want to make zimun, fadalu make zimun. The Chad Amar, the other one says, no, he says, imratul zamen and mezamnim. We don't know who says what right now. But we said one says, even if you want to, you can't. And the other one says that you can Shnan, we learned in the Mishnah, Shlosha Shachlu Kachat Chayavin Lezamen. It says in the Mishnah, three people who ate together, they have to make Zimun. Sounds like Shlosha, three people, in have to. Shnaim, two people can't. That's a proof to the rabbi who says you can't make Zimun. Says the Gemara, no, you can't bring a proof. So that, that was the first attempted proof. So the first attempted proof is from our Mishnah. 
our Mishnah says three people make zimun, implying that if you only have two people, then you're not allowed to make zimun. Says the Gemara, no, that's not a proof. Why? Because Shani Hatam, there it's different. You know why it's different over there? Because Hatam, over there, Choba, over there it's obligation. Hat meaning the Mishnah, which says three people, three people have to. Two people, according to what we're saying now, maybe they can. Doesn't, so therefore, the fact that it's not in the Mishnah is not a proof. Well, it says, okay, I have another proof. What's the second proof? It says, Tashma, we'll bring another proof. If three people ate bread together, they have to make zimun. And they're not allowed to split. It says that three people could join, but two people can't. Now, the Gemara wants to know, how come we saying that if three people ate together, three no split, how come it says three people can't split? If two people can make zimun, why can't one person go on his own? Let the one person go on his own, and the other two could still make zimun without him. Right? Obviously, you see, that two people can't make zimun. Because if two people could make zimun, it wouldn't say three can't split, let the three split. Our answer is no. Since we made an obligation in the beginning, right? And now you're going to switch the guy, and if the guy leaves, he's going to make it, uh, goes from being an obligation to being a, it goes from being an obligation to being a option. And therefore, whenever you go down from obligation to option, you're downgrading. And it could be the Mishnah saying, really, two are allowed to do zimun. And the reason why we don't do zimun here is because we don't want you to switch from obligation to option. Because we have a rule. Gadol And we don't want you to, if you have to do zimun, and one guy leaves, then you have only two, then you only could do zimun. And that's not as good to do it when you could do it than when you have to. It's better to do it when you have to. That's why we don't want you to switch. Tashma, another proof. It says in our bright in the Brita, if you have one waiter Jewish who's serving two people, he can eat with them even if they didn't, he didn't ask them. Meaning, if you have a Jewish waiter who's hired to serve two people a meal, and the meal includes bread, and the two people washed. Now, they didn't tell the Jewish waiter that he's allowed to eat any food. He's allowed to take some bread anyway and wash with them. Why? They didn't tell him. Because since he, when he washes with them, he's allowing them to make zimun, He's doing them a favor. Since he's doing them a favor, he's allowed to eat the food. But Shnaim, if it's two, sorry, so two people, one, one waiter for two people, he's allowed to eat with them. But if the one waiter was serving three people, then he can't eat unless they give him permission. Because three people can make him move without him. So when he's serving the three people, he's not allowed to eat any food. What do we need you for? When it was two, he said, you know why I ate? Because I want to help you make Zimun. But if it's three, he's not allowed. He's not allowed to eat because they could make Zimun with Adam. Oh, but you see from here, 
that when you're doing it with when you're doing it with two people, you can you can add the guy. How's the guy allowed to eat when he comes in? If two people can make his one without him, so then why would he be allowed to eat? He has to ask permission also. Right? The fact that he doesn't have to ask permission means that two people cannot make Zimun. Because if two people knew how to make Zimun, then he should have to ask permission like the guy who serves three. You understand? Says the Gemara, no. Shani Hatam, there it's different. Why? Because the Kavula Bechova. Turn the page, we're on our Bimham or Bet. Yes, really, I could answer you that two are allowed to make Zimun. So why is this guy can eat? Because he's eating, he's making them have to make zimun. And it's always better to do it when you have to than when you don't have to. Really, two couldn't make zimun. Why is he doing But we let him eat without permission because he has to. Okay. Says the Gemara further. Tashma, another proof about the two. Tashma, bring you a proof. It says, Nashim mizamnot la'asman. Women can make zimun on their own. Ve'avadim mizamnot la'asman. Slaves, every Kenani, can make zimun by themselves. Nashim ve'avadim k'tayim. Women with slaves and kids, im ratzul zamen, if they want to make zimun, and mizamnim, they still can't make zimun. Yani, if they're mixed, they can't. All women, all slaves, yes, but mixed together, no. Two women, a hundred women are like two men. Yani, just like if, 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 you have if you have two men, right, they don't have to make zimun. And a hundred women don't have to make zimun. They could, but they don't have to. So just like a hundred women don't have to make zimun. But they could. So too the two men don't have to make zimun, but they also should be able to. So it's a proof that two people can make zimun. Okay? Answer the no. Shani Hatam, there it's different. The Ika Deot. Over there, when you have a hundred women, yes, they don't have to, but they could do it because at least you have three different brains. But by two men, you only have two different brains. And, and in order to make zimun, you have to be, you have to be putting gadilula Hashem iti. You have to have enough brains to do it. And therefore, the rabbi who says you're not allowed to make zimun with two will say, don't bring me a proof from the women. Women have, a hundred women at least have three different brains, minimum of three brains, but two men do not. So don't say that two women are equal to one. Hundred women are equal to two men. Hundred men and two hundred men and two women are equal when it comes to having to bus, but they're not equal when it comes to being able to bus. Okay, says the Gemara. Ihachi, if you tell me that three are better because they have deot, three women, ema seifa. What about the seifa of that bright that says, nashim ve'avadim im zamen em zamnim. It says if you have two women and one slave, they're not allowed to make zimun, even if they want to. Why should it not be allowed to make zimun? They should be allowed to make zimun. I thought if the main thing about making zimun to be allowed to is if you have three different brains. According to the rabbi who says that you, two people can't, it's because you need three different brains. Well, two women and one slave have three different brains. Why can't they make zimun? Says the Gemara, Shani Hatam Mishum 
Over there, it's different because the problem of pritzut. Pritzut means it's aib. Aibishu, when you have uh, women and slaves making zimun together, it's aib. Now, I thought of an interesting point. Uh, what's, what's so aib about them making zimun together? We're talking about a case where the slaves and the women ate together. Otherwise, they didn't eat together. They didn't eat together. If the women and the slaves did not eat together, then of course they can't make zimun. They didn't eat together. Must be they ate together, right? Now, after they ate together, they want to make zimun, and we say, no. All three women? Okay. Two women and a slave? No, I pretty suit. What's the pretty suit? We're just making bikatamazon. The whole time they're eating together, they're drinking wine together, that's not the pretty suit. Now, hala, okay, mizimun, no, I can't make zimun too. Why not? What's the difference? The answer is that it, if they, when they're sitting and eating, she's eating on her own, they're eating on their own, they don't need each other. They happen to be there, but they don't need each other. If we make a rule that they're making zimun together, making zimun, yani, we're going to get together and we're going to pray together, that means I need you. That's a problem. Whenever a Jewish girl needs another man, it's peritzut. There's a famous story by the Chazon Ish. Peritzut. The Chazon Ish used to say a story in the olden days in Israel. They wanted to make a rule. Peritzut means aib. Not nice. Uh, in Israel, there was a story that they want, the government wanted to make a rule that all the Jewish girls, all the girls have to go to the army in Israel. But the religious girls, they don't go. And they want to make a rule, religious girls, okay, you don't have to go to the army. But instead, you go help out in the hospitals. Hospitals, Yanni, this, that, a few other things. The religious girls, they go to the army. You could go to the army, you go to the hospital. They told the Hazunish, he said, Asur, we're not going. Not only Asur, Yarek Val Yavor. means, if they come to you with a gun, say either you go to, the, to work in the hospital or we kill you, say shoot. That's what he said. And they said, why? They didn't understand, Rabbi. What's wrong? They're working in the hospital. It's not a problem. It's a big deal. They could get a job in the hospital. The rabbi said something very, very important. The rabbi says, you know something? Now, it wasn't his word. A different rabbi said this line. He said, from the name of the Chazunish, she says, even my daughter, even my daughter works in the hospital right now. He says, but she works in the hospital because I want her to work in the hospital. Not because you say she has to work in the hospital. When you say she has to work, that means she's listening to you. Anytime you have a man and he's in charge of the lady and she can't just switch jobs, I'm stuck, I have to work for you by law of the country, and you're my boss, a woman with a man as her boss, pretty suit. Similarly, over here, we have the same idea. You have a woman, she's sitting eating with the, with the, with the, with the slave. But, but, when she has, but when she has to, but when she has to say zimun with the slave, that's pretty suit. I have to make zimun. Yeah, hold on, yes. So the Gemara gave up on trying to prove who the halakha is. But the Gemara wants to prove now which rabbi said that you two can make zimun and which rabbi said you can't make zimun. We knew that it was Rav and Rav Yochanan. But we don't know which one Rav said and which one Rav Yochanan did. Which one said yes and which one said no. But the two, two people making zimun. Says the Gemara, this time, let's assume the Rav de Amar im Ratzul Zamin and Zamin. Rav is the one who says two people can't make zimun. Why? The Amar of Dimi Bar Yosef, Amar Rav. Rav Dimi Bar Yosef said the name of Rav. Shlosha Shachlu Kachat, if three people ate together, Viyatza Echad Mem Lashuk, and one of them went out to the Shuk. Right? Three people ate together, and one of them went to the shuk. 
Rav said, one of them kished. Korin lo umizamin alav. We call him, hey, hey, Moshe. Yeah, what, what, what? Say zimun, nevarech shechalm shlo. He answers, baruch shechalm shlo tochinu. We call him and he makes zimun where he is. Kama, the reason why you can make zimun, the, the, now that was Rav who said it, right? The reason why Rav said you can make zimun, the Korin, that's because he yelled. Hello, Korin, but if you didn't yell, lo, you wouldn't be able to. Why not? I thought two people had to make Zimun. So you see that Rav is the one who says two can't make Zimun. Because he only lets you do it when you call him. But if you didn't call him, Yani, you can't make Zimun. Ah, must be that Rav is the one who said that two can't make. We weren't sure till now. But now we figured out, since Rav says you have to call the guy, must be that he was the one over there who said that two people can't make Zimun. So no, no, not necessarily. Shani Hatam. Nah. When you call out to the guy, it's different. Da'akvule bechovam ikara. The reason why you have to call out to the guy is because we made the obligation at the beginning. We had three people. When you had three people, then you have to call to the guy. But it could be that Rav, that Rav really says two people can make Zimun. The reason why he has to call out because he started with three. Okay. So Mar says, no, do it the other way. Let's make it that Rabbi Yochanan is the one who says you can't do it. Why? Because the Rabbi, the daughter, granddaughter, grandson of Hanas says, Amr Rabbi Yochanan, in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. Shnayim shachlu kachat, the two guys ate together. Achad mehem yoseh bebirkat chaverav. One of them could be yoseh with the birkat tamazon of his friend. He doesn't say birkat tamazon, his friend could do it. Now the Gemara says, Vahavinaba, Maika Mashvalan. Why do I need you to tell me that one guy could, why would Rabbi Yochanan have to tell me that one guy can make yoseh with his friend's birkat? Tanina, we know it from a Mishnah, and Rabbi Yochanan doesn't need to repeat something that says in the Mishnah. What Mishnah? Mishnah says, Shama, if the guy heard, Velo Ana, and he didn't answer, Amen. Yasa, he's Yosef Bekatmazon. Now, Vamar Abzer, Abzer explains, Loma, teaching you, Rabbi Zer says, what does it mean he heard, he didn't answer? Heard and didn't answer means that he didn't hear Zimun. Now, it's a case of two people. Right? Right? And it says, Shama Velo'ana. If he heard and he didn't answer, Rashi explains that we're talking here. We're coming to teach you that you don't need Zimun. Since one guy is being good say with his friends, Beracha, Ashmi'ina Rashi says, the end Zimun must be there was no Zimun in this case. When they have a Zimun, the Beracha, the Berkat Mazon of one person is the same as the other person's. So when we say one person you say with the other guy's Zimun, it means that there was no Zimun. And you see if there's no Zimun, that sounds like that you're not allowed to make Zimun. So that means two people can't make Zimun. Beautiful. Okay. Mara says, Tis I am. You're right. Rabbi Yochanan's the guy. Okay. Amale Rava Bar Ravuna Le Ravuna. Rabba, the son of Ravuna, told Ravuna the following statement. Welcome. The rabbis who came from Israel told us, If they want to make Zimun, they can make Zimun. So now, you have to know that Rabbi Yochanan is the rabbi in Israel. We just said that Rabbi Yochanan was the rabbi who said that two people 
can't make zimun. But we're saying now that Rav Huna said that the rabbis in Israel, where Rabbi Yochanan is from, said that two people can make zimun. My love, the Master Rabbi Yochanan, they must have heard it from Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan lives in Israel. Where says, Lo, Rav, who was the rabbi in Bavel, used to live in Israel. And since, since he lived in Israel, when he was in Israel, Rav told him their rule. But really, Rabbi Yochanan is the one who says the two people can't make Zimun, and Rav is the one that says two people can make Zimun. Okay, we are now at the Gufa. Says the Gemara in the Gufa, at the two dots, smack in the middle of Memhe Amurbet. Gufa. We isolate and analyze a previously mentioned statement in the Gemara. Amar of Dibi Bar Yosef, Amarav, Shoshashachlu Kachat, if three people ate together, the Hatman the Shuk, and one guy went out to the Shuk. Korinlo, we call out to him and say, Hey, buddy! Nevarech Shechalm Shalom, and with something that we make Zimun from far. Amar Abayeh, who did Karlevaani? That's only when he's close enough. And he can hear them and he can answer. But if he can't answer, then he can't do it. Amar Morizutra, Morizutra says, We only said this rule that could, two people could call out to one guy if there's three people eating together. But if you have ten people and the nine people are calling out to the tenth guy and saying, No, then he has to actually come back. It's not enough to answer from where you are. You got to come back. If it's 10, you got to come back. If it's 3, yalla, call, call out to the guy. 10, come back. The Gemara does not like the statement of Mozutra. Matkiflar Rabashi, Rabashi challenged him. And he says, Adiraba, the opposite is likely. Ibcha Mistavra, the opposite is true. Tisha nidin kasara. When you have nine people, it looks almost like. Ten. So what's the difference if you call out to the guy? Shnayim, we have two people, and there's no one who thinks it's three, and therefore, since nine looks like ten, nine should be more likely to be able to call out to the guy, not less likely. Why are you more Zutra saying that only, only when you have three you could do, call, do a call out, you should be able to do it even with ten. He says, V'hilchata kimor Zutra. does not follow Rav Ashi, the questioner, but rather the statement. My time, what's the reason? Since with ten people you have to mention Hashem's name, I have to mention Hashem's name with less than ten people. And therefore, we say that he has to come back. Okay. We are now Amar Abaye. So this is the Gemara further. Amar Abaye, the first word of the line. Amar. We learned from our rabbis. If two people ate together, it's a mitzvah that they make their own brikat amazon. Okay? Don't make one brikat amazon for the two. Two people, two people, two brikat amazon. Tanya nami hachi. We learned from a bright as well. Okay. Tanya nami hachi. We have a bright like that as well. Two people ate together. Mitzvah It's a mitzvah to split. Now, by the way, mitzvah doesn't mean they can't. It means a mitzvah to split. I mean, one of these words said is mitzvah to split. When both of them are rabbis, they know how to read. If one is a rabbi, the other one is an artist. 
Sofer Melech, Abur Yotze. The rabbi makes the Melech, and the Amar just listens. That's how it goes. So according to this Brayta, it's not always you have to split. You only split when you can. But if the guy doesn't know how to branch, then you got to do it together. Amar Abba, says, Ha milta amrita ana, this thing I said on my own, ve'itmana mishmedir abzera kavati. And I was listening, and somebody quoted Abzerah saying the same thing as me. Which is what? Three people ate together. One guy who's eating, and two guys want to make zimun. And he says, I'm eating, I'm not ready to think. He still should stop for the two people. Why? Because since they're two, he should stop for them. Two people don't have to stop their meal to join one person's zimun. Now, Right. Of course, we're talking about whether you have to. Obviously, it's always nice to, but here you don't have to. Okay. Two people don't have to stop for another person. Papa stopped for Abba Mor, his son. Where it says, Ihu vechad, Rapapa and one person stopped their meal. Answer no. Shani Rapapa. Rapapa is different. When Rapapa stopped for his son, we're now on the sec- last line before the wide lines. Rapapa went beyond the letter of the law. Yeah, he wanted to honor his son, and therefore he stopped for him, even though it's two to one. Says the Gemara, another statement. Yuda Barmanemar. First wide line. So the three big rabbis are breaking bread together. None of them was more bigger than the, than the other rabbis. More baravashi is the same as the rachamid difti. They're all big rabbis. And so there's no one greater to make bekatos for them. Amri, they said, This that we said three people have to make zimun. That's only if there was one person who's greater than the others who needs to make zimun. But when the two people are equal to each other and no one's greater, maybe it's true that everyone should make their own berachot and you shouldn't make a zimun because you make a zimun, one guy's saying for everybody. We're assuming. So therefore, what happened? Each one of the rabbis made their own brikat mazon. So they went in front of Marema and told him what happened. You should have made zimun, you weren't yotze zimun. And you had an obligation to zimun. Maybe you'll tell me, okay, let's make zimun now. And zimun the mafleya. You can't make zimun after you made brikat mazon already. Once you did that, you're stuck. No more zimun. Says the Gemara. Ba umasaan kishehem varchim. What if somebody shows up and he sees three people making a brikat mazon? Mahu omer acharem. What does he say? They just blessed Hashem. He can't keep quiet, but he can't say beruach shechal shelo. Rav Zvi Amar baruch umvorach. He says baruch umvorach. What? Say nevarech shechal shelo. You can't say Baruch Shechal Shalom Tochino, but you can answer Baruch Mubarach. Even if you didn't eat? Even if you didn't eat. You can't say Baruch Shechal because you didn't eat. But you can say Baruch Mubarach. 
That's according to Rav Zvid. Rav Papa Amar, Rav Papa says, One Amen, just say Amen. Velo Pligi, they don't argue. Ha Dashkinuka Amri Nevarech. Rav Zvid, who says you say Baruch Mubarak, is when you heard the guy say Nevarech. Nevarech. And Ha Dashkinuka Amri Baruch. If he says Baruch Shechal Shalom, you ain't say Amen. Okay? If they came and said Nevarech, Amen Baruch Mubarak. Ashkinu Kamei Baruch, Oni Amen. Now we have a different thing to say. Tani Chada, we learned in a brayta Haone Amen Achal Kol Berachotah Kol Berachotav Halev Nesushubach. A guy who says Amen after all his berachot, your own beracha, it says that you're that's good. Tani Idach, another one says Halev Simigun. It says Aib. Why? Lo Kasha. If it's born in Yerushalayim, you're supposed to say Berachah, because it's the last one of the Doraita Berachahs of Berkat Mazon. Then you should not say Amen. That's bad. There, it's bad to say Amen. The reason why it's bad is only when you finish, because you didn't finish all of them yet. Oh, oh got bomb question, Binyamin. It shouldn't say Berachotav, it should say. It should say, Biracha. Birchato. The answer is talking about his Bonei Yerushalayim's. Meaning, every time he benches, all the Bonei Yerushalayim's, he says them, Amen. Okay. Abaye. Who are we up to? Okay, we're going to stop at Abaye. Two, three lines at the bottom. Abaye, Ane Lebekala. Okay. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.